catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Charlotte Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast. I am so excited about this week's episode, which we are entitling Six Things to Evaluate If Your Prayer Life Ain't Right. Huh? Six things that you should evaluate if your prayer life ain't right. And I said ain't. Okay, if it ain't hitting, child. We got, we got the, we got the, the keys. Okay. We are going to discuss, um, six things that you should be evaluating in your prayer life. If you listened to the show last week, I talked about just this new level of intensity in my prayer life. Um, and I'm continuing to grow in that and how God has really, really been, um, just showing me the necessity um, to dive deeper in terms of prayer. I feel like it is the not so secret sauce um, that we know that we should pray, but we don't really discuss the importance. I feel like in detail, especially when you first get saved, people like, hey, girl, you should pray. And you're like, oh, okay, what does that look like? <laughs> and so um, over the last several weeks, um, I've really just been asking God to reveal to me what things that we need to know as believers when it comes to prayer. And so today, God has given me the six things that you need to evaluate if you feel like your prayer life is lacking. So the first thing that you need to evaluate if your prayer life is lacking or you feel like it's lacking is your posture. So is your heart posture um, one that's submitted and pleasing to God, right? Are we praying um, simply because we're asking God to bless us? Are we praying um, because we only want God to change our situation or to come through in some way? Um, Are we only, you know, 
seeking God when when he has something that we want from him? Or are we truly communing with God? Are we really just going to sit before him, right? When we receive the things that we ask for, will we still be found on our face before God? Or do you not talk to God once you get what you want, right? Some of us are in situationships with God. When you get into a situation, then you in his face when he were not in a situation or when he comes through, when he shows himself to be Jehovah Jireh, when he shows himself to be Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, the Lord who heals, then you don't, he don't hear from y'all no more. And that's not okay. So the first thing that you really have to um, evaluate if you feel like your prayer life is lacking is your posture, your heart posture. Um, The Bible tells us in Psalm 104 that we are always to enter into God's gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, right? Be thankful, right? A lot of people don't really um, take the time to sit back and just understand the magnitude of what it means to be able to have access to our God, right? Like we have access. We don't have to ask somebody to go and kill a goat so we could talk to God. Like it's none of that. We simply have this open line of communication with God because of Jesus. He came and did the work, tore down the veil. Now we can talk to him regularly. And although we should, we should talk to him regularly, on a regular basis, but understand that there's still um, a holiness. And this brings me to my next point. There's a level of reverence, right? So you have to check your posture and then you have to make sure that you are um, checking your reverence for God, right? Are we outwardly demonstrating honor and respect for God in our day-to-day lives? So if you feel like your prayer life is being hindered, if you feel like you know, there's there's a, a breakdown in communication between you and God. Check and see if if you really are reverencing God. When we seek God in prayer, are you fully aware and present in knowing that we have the attention of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Or are you just sitting down and doing this um this religious act out of Uh, you know, out of the, you know, out of a pattern, out of, you know, your Christian checklist, or are you truly just sitting and and thanking God that you're able to sit um, in his presence, that you're able to speak to him, that you know that he's almighty, all powerful, but still cares so much about us that he knows the number of hairs on our head. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to make sure that you don't get comfortable, comfortable with God. Okay. Like he is the comforter, but you have to still realize who you're talking to. You are talking to God, right? I have a, a a really good relationship with my dad. If you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, y'all know that my dad and I, like I tell people all the time, he's one of my best friends, but also that is still my dad. So there are things that I would not say in front of him. There's a, a, a level of behavior that I don't, um, that I don't have around him because he is my father and because I, I revere and I honor him, right? It's not that I can't do things. It's not that um, I'm not an adult and I'm scared I'm going to get a whooping. It's not even about that. It's not out of, of fear in a sense like, oh my gosh, I'm scared. But it's a level of like, I, I, when the Bible tells us to fear the Lord, it's, it's a level of reverence. Like, I'm not going to be out here acting like I don't know who my daddy is, right? I'm not going to bring 
brings shame or dishonor to his name. And so in our day to day lives, if you feel like your prayer life is not hidden, ask yourself, are you outwardly demonstrating this reverence for God? Or have you allowed yourself to become um, comfortable, to become um, laxed in who you serve and how you approach God? A lot of times we can find ourselves in this position where um, we, you know, this is just something else that we're checking off of our list and it becomes something that we do out of habit instead of out of honor. And so if you are feeling like your prayer life is off, you really want to make sure that you're checking your posture and that you are truly reverencing God. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Producer Society. The Producer Society is an online membership group for women looking to draw closer to God, to develop godly community, and to produce everything that God has called her to. Members of the Producer Society receive early access to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast episodes, monthly Bible studies, exclusive online events, and so much more. If you are ready to get connected with other women who are chasing after God, and wanting to produce his purpose in their lives, then this community is for you. Visit www.producersociety.com to start your free 30-day trial today. Now let's get back to the show. The next thing you really have to make sure that you are addressing if you feel like your prayer life ain't hidden is your attitude. Sis, have you checked your attitude recently? So attitude is defined as um, a settled way of thinking. Um, and it's reflected in one's behavior. And so if you feel like your prayer life is off, you really have to ask yourself, what or who have you settled your thoughts on? Have you settled your thoughts on what the people on Instagram say? What the influencers say? Is that why you're discontent? Are you focused on what your mama and them got to say? Is that why you're discontent? Are you busy um, looking at what other people deem as successful? A lot of times when we look at our ourselves, at our attitudes, um, and, you know, even when we think of things about anxiety, like things like anxiety and depression, a lot of times most of our root issue is the fact that we have taken our eyes off of God, right? We're supposed to not look to the right or to the left, but to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. And you can tell that you are off. Like when my attitude is off, my husband be like, girl, you need to go talk to God. It is clear. <laughs> That you are leaning into your own understanding, okay? The Bible tells us not to lean into our own understanding, but we're to trust in the Lord with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul. And we're not supposed to lean into our own understanding. And so when you are... um not settled in the thoughts of God, when you are hearing the thoughts of people and those are influencing and when you're hearing the thoughts of the world and that's influencing your attitude, right? And remember that attitude is a settled way of thinking that is reflected in your actions or behavior. If that's what your attitude is stemming from, then absolutely you may find yourself experiencing a disconnect from God, right? If you have um, now made idols out of success, made idols out of marriage, made idols out of your children, made idols out of money, made idols out of yourself, 
um, then you know that we're out of order. And sin is the number one way for us to be disconnected from God, right? That was the whole thing that happened with Adam and Eve, that sin entered the picture. And now there was this disconnect between us and God. And so it's really, really important that when you are evaluating what a, what disconnect or what interference may be in your prayer life, that you are really evaluating your attitude, right? Like what is your attitude towards God? Because sometimes we don't like to admit it, but a lot of times we be having beef with God and we don't talk to him about it. God, I'm, I hear you, but I'm not trusting you in this situation or this is what it looks like. And we want to make, you know, we want to um, make it seem like when we come to God that we have it all together. But if that was the truth, then what do we need God for? So make sure that you are really um, taking the opportunity to really be truthful with God and say, hey, look, I'm I'm struggling in this area. There's a, a scripture in the Bible where this man was asking God to heal his child. And he said, I believe, but help my unbelief. We absolutely can come to God with every concern, every area of our heart. He already know, but he's a, he's waiting on us to allow him or to invite him into the situation. And our attitude really plays a big part of it, right? God, I'm struggling to trust you in this season. I heard you when you said to do X, Y, and Z with my finances, but I'm struggling to trust you. God, I'm struggling because what I see, right? My faith, my faith is, is feeling shaken. And so it's really important that you are addressing your attitude, your attitude towards God, your attitude towards people, and really checking and making sure that you are in control of um, what you're allowing your thoughts to do, right? The Bible tells us, I believe it's 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, tells us to um, cast down any thoughts any thought that tries to exalt itself above God and we make it come under, under submission to Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible says to do. So it's not that the thoughts won't come, but it, it's that you know what to do. And that so that's kind of a twofold thing. Like one, you have to be able to identify who's speaking to you, right? If it's not lining up with the fruits of the spirit, then it's not God. Second, once you realize that the enemy out here trying to play games with your thoughts, okay, shout out to Joyce Meyer, the battlefield of the mind. Um, when you once you realize that the enemy has infiltrated your thoughts, child, put that put him in his place, and you do that with scripture. Right. So if God, if you know, if you're believing God um, to to increase your um, your financial situation and you hear, oh, well, you always going to be broke all your life. Er, hold on. That don't line up with what God has told me and it don't line up with his word. So then you can say, devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not believe beneath the blessed coming in and blessed coming out. And all of that is scripture. But we are out here fighting or attempting to fight and we don't even have our sword together, which is the word of God. And so we out here getting busted upside the head and then your attitude is stank. And now your communication with God is off. Y'all see how this turns into a snowball. Okay. Um, the next aspect that you should evaluate if you feel like your prayer life is off is your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and we eat the fruit thereof. That's what the Bible tells us, right? Are you asking God for something and then speaking death to the situation in the next breath? Are you saying, okay, God, I'm believing you for the house, man. I ain't never getting no house, man. God ain't going to do it for me. You have to pick a side. You cannot speak life and then speak death. 
the words that we say are so powerful. And I really, really have been um, asking God just to to really give me more wisdom and more. Um, I've been studying in this area because we're going to talk about this in depth. Your mouth is so it's such a, a dangerous weapon. It's a tool, right? But a lot of times we have not been trained or we don't want to be trained into how to properly utilize the tool. And so we're out here speaking word curses over ourselves, our situations, our family, our friends, our children. And you don't understand the seeds that you're sowing that are going to, it's going to produce a harvest, right? So if you feel like your prayer life is off, check your mouth because you can go and pray down the walls okay you can have fire come down from heaven and then you walk out of your prayer closet and you go and you speak the exact opposite of the thing that you just prayed for and a lot of times you don't even realize that you're doing it but you have to remember that we're made in the image and in the likeness of God right and if God has creative power with his mouth so do we we um there's a story in the bible where there's a fig tree and Jesus is walking past it and it wasn't producing fruit and Jesus cursed it and told it to die. And when he came back, him and the disciples, because they watched him do this on the way back, (laughs) the tree was dead and they were bugging. They was like, oh, the tree is dead. Yes. He said, shrivel up and die. And the tree did just that. So we have access to that same creative power, that same power, death and life are in the power of the tongue. That is so powerful. Death and life. What are you speaking over your prayers? Are you speaking life? Are you speaking life even when your eyes don't match up? Right. Because that's really what faith is, is that it's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Right. So I've quit saying that I'm broke. That needs to quit coming out of your mouth, whether you're joking or not, because the devil don't care that you're joking. Right. Nah. Look, my finances aren't exactly where I want them to be, but thank God that he's given me the wisdom to be a better steward over my finances, right? So this isn't about you living in la-la land. If you need to stay up out of Starbucks, child, stay up out of Starbucks because you have to be a good steward. But you're speaking life to that situation instead of speaking death. So you go and you pray and you ask God for all of these things. You come out, you speak death to the situation and the Bible tells us what what you can expect if you are double-minded, right? The Bible says that a double-minded man or person can expect nothing from God. So if we are struggling in our prayer life, if we want to, um, to really see the things that God is calling and has for our life, we have to get our mouths together. If we want to produce all of the things that God has called for us to produce. Hey sis, are you enjoying this week's show? I pray that you are. Make sure that you connect with us and you keep the conversation going. Follow us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk. Make sure that you subscribe to the show, you rate the podcast, and you leave us a review. And don't forget to share the show with your friends, your coworkers, your mom and them, all the people. Okay? Okay. Now let's get back to the show. So the next thing that you have to um, evaluate if you feel like your prayer life is struggling or there's interference in your prayer life are your eyes and your ears. What or who are you listening to? Okay, your eye gates and your ear gates are direct access to your heart. Proverbs 4.23 says to guard your heart above all else. 
above all else, right? So there are some things that you are going to have to guard your heart against in this season. It may be music. It may be shows. If you are struggling with, um, with celibacy, Okay, shout out to Bree who came on here and we had an amazing series about being celibate and single and being saved. Um, if you are in the middle of really believing God for your spouse and you know that God is calling you to remain celibate, child, why are you watching romantic movies that are going to bring on the spirit of lust and comparison and this, this, that, and the third? Stop it. And it may be for this season that God is calling you to stop. Girl, why are you out here listening to all these love songs and you know how it's what it's about to do to your spirit? Stop. Stop it right now. If you are struggling with communication with your spouse, don't be out here watching Love and Hip Hop or any other show that shows contention in marriage. Okay, I talk about this all the time and it's like funny, but it's not. But you have to really understand that there is a a spiritual component to music, to shows. Remember that the devil, okay, before he got casted out of heaven, he was definitely in charge of music, entertainment, worship, whatever you want to call it. He was in charge of that. And so you crazy if you don't think that he's not using these same tools, right? He's not creative. He uses the same strategies over and over again. So here's the story. The story is that I grew up kind of everywhere, but really in the South. And I love me some crime mob. Like Nuck If You Buck was my was my anthem for at least two solid years. And guess what? When I used to listen to that song, I used to catch an attitude. Seriously. I would feel like if you say one thing to me, I can sock you out. Okay, knock if you bug, literally. And it wasn't until I was older that I was like, man, like this song really make you feel like you want to fight somebody for real. And I had to become aware and say, like, that's the spirit that is attached to that. That's that spirit of pride, of of anger that is attached to that song. So that's not good music to listen to if I really am upset. Because it's just feeding, it's feeding that, um, that part of me that's already struggling with that, right? It's feeding my flesh. And then the next person that says something to me, I swing off on them and now I caught a case and now I can't work. It's a whole thing, right? You going to jail and you're like, how did I get here? But it really is because you're not protecting your eye gates and your ear gates. Some of us need to protect our eyes and ears from the opinions of other people, including your family, including those that are familiar to you. If you're praying and asking God to bring you into a new situation, to bring you into new territory, you cannot always express those things to people who you're familiar with because the vision does not belong to them. God gave it to you. And so for a season, you may need to close off your eye gates and your ear gates to other people and ask God to show you who your wise counsel is. Ask God to show you, is this a season of solitude where it's just me and you and I'm hearing from God, right? You need to make sure that you are really above all else guarding your heart because it definitely will interfere with your prayer life. The last thing that you need to check if you feel like your prayer life ain't hidden, root issues, 
right? Are you harboring unforgiveness? Are you willingly participating in sin? Are you seeking your own selfish ambition? Are you um, not showing honor and grace to those that you've been called to, right? The root issues will choke out your prayer life if they are not dealt with. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, if you have an alt against your brother, child, before you come over here talking to me, okay, this is God. Before you come over here with your sacrifice and your prayers and all of that, Lay your sacrifice down and go talk to your brother. Go talk to your sister. Go deal with that. Like unforgiveness interferes with your ability for you to be forgiven. And sin separates us from God. You cannot be out here (laughs) uh, with an unforgiven heart or an unforgiving heart thinking that God is about to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. No, you are going to be stuck in this position until you deal with the unforgiveness that's in your heart. So then God can then forgive you. And then you can have this open line of communication. If you're willfully participating in sin, sis, stop it. No, no, God is not. He can, but he's not. He's not going to bless your mess. He's just not that that's not what he's about. That's not who he is. He has to be holy at all times. That's why they had to slaughter animals and it was this whole thing. And then Jesus came and we don't have that, but we still come to God any kind of way in terms of the fact that we'll ask him for something, but then go and lay next to that, that young man that we know we ain't got no business being at his house. And you're out here asking God to bless your business and bless your finances. And he's like, sis, can you just stop fornicating for three seconds and really serve me with all your heart? Or are you only going to church on Sunday because you feel like that's the way to manipulate me to get what you want? And I know that sounds really deep and really harsh, but that's facts. Some of us play the game of church because it's popular and you feel like you can manipulate and pimp God. And that's a whole nother situation. But sis, you are only playing yourself. You have to truly be committed because God can see the root issues. He knows the content of your character. He knows your heart, every piece, part, every crumb, every inkling. There is no running or hiding from him. So if you have a root issue, you need to go and repent that that is the way that you deal with that repentance. So it's so important that you are um, really taking the opportunity to evaluate these areas. If you feel like your prayer life is not where you want it to be. And this isn't and shouldn't be a one-time deal. This is something that you should do um, continually. And so I'm going to go over those six points again. So if you feel like your prayer life um, is, is not where you want it to be, or there's a level of interference, or you are not feeling um, that you are really, really getting, Um, feedback from God, whatever the case may be, you need to check these six areas, your posture, reverence, attitude, your mouth, your eyes and your ears and root issues, P-R-A-Y-E-R, prayer. Okay. Um, And I also really want you guys to take the time to um, find scriptures about prayer. I'll put a couple in the show notes. If you are part of the producer society, we have, um, uh, resources and handouts where you can download and just really um, take the time to study. Um, but it's so, so critical that this is not something that we do um, reactively. Um, God had highlighted to me that prayer is something that we need to do proactively. And a lot of us do it from a reactive stance, right? So I want us to 
really understand what this means. And being proactive, proactive is defined as acting in anticipation of future problems, needs, or changes versus reactive, which we do um, as a result of stress or emotional upset, right? Prayer should not be the last resort for believers. So many times we be like, well, child, and did this, did that, did this. Guess I'll pray, right? Like we try 50 million other things in our own strength. And then we finally at the last time at the, at the end, we're at the end of our rope, ask God to come in and help. And I've been guilty of this. Right. And I truly believe that this really stems from um, us not understanding the strength that we have in prayer, not knowing that prayer is really the it's the not so secret sauce. Like it people. Oh, girl, how you get your life child prayer, constant prayer, fervent prayer. Right. So. We're going to continue to dive into unlocking the power of prayer in our lives. And I am not really sure how long, okay, we going to be on this, but we're going to be on this until God says. Um, and I really wanted us, especially in this month of new beginnings to really, really, um, evaluate our prayer life. A lot of times we do things like this in the beginning of the year, but as we continue to prepare for the next year and the next season, um, I really felt an urgency from the Lord that we have to become more fluent in the language of prayer. So that is it for this week's episode. I pray that y'all have an amazing week. If you are not, please get connected with us. Go over to our Instagram and follow us at the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast. Um, you can also check us out, y'all. I didn't started a TikTok page. We'll see what happens, okay? I'm gonna let the Lord lead in that area. Um, but definitely get connected with us in the producer society. And I absolutely love y'all. Thank y'all already in advance um, for all the birthday wishes. My birthday is Friday and I've already started receiving. Hey girl, happy birthday. If y'all know me, y'all know I celebrate all month long. And so I'm just really excited and grateful to God in this season. So until next week, y'all continue to love God, love people and love yourselves. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. I pray you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you stay connected with us throughout the week by following us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk, hitting us up on Twitter at GGGT Podcast, and checking out our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. The website is lit. It has a free resource library, and you can search podcast episodes based on topics, all the things, okay? So until next week, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret. And visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.